0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast for people who still don't know who Kilpatrick is, but you know who we are. We are the boys, Broken Anchor, (laughs) Andy, Cap, and Coop. I never get the order the same every single time, (laughs) but boys, how are we? Who the fuck's Kilpatrick? Who's Kirkpatrick? What's good in the hood?
1: See, I I love Uh, that we don't know who
2: you're talking about.
1: I'm just gonna, I don't know. Like I have no idea who the fuck it is, so I'm just going to completely ignore it and just say I love the fact that you never get the order the same. It just shows, shows how equal we are.
0: But the energy is in the right place. You know what I mean? And that's exactly it. Equality across the board, down with Wall Street. Dogecoin's at five cents. We are up 319% on Dogecoin, boys. Not bad per sources. And just like Dogecoin, should have bought a long time ago, which is just like Xavier basketball. Should have bought stock because we have real games to talk about. And a bomb to drop,
1: <laughs> and Andy slamming and shit. Zaga <laughs> can't uh, win the first half by 16 points. is bullshit. Did you lose? Yeah. God damn. Did it. you have?
0: Did you have Tulane going three for 30 from the field?
1: No, you know. Because that happened. I ha- I had that over.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: Good. Good <laughs> man. Of course you did. Of course you had four for 30. <laughs> Once again, we start a podcast with Andy upset and not doing well. What else is new?
0: Nervous Andy Picarillo. I love it. I love it. I love it. But yeah, we're gonna talk about real basketball with Adam Baum. It's fun to actually have something to talk about, man. It's been hard to think about Xavier basketball recently just because there's been nothing going on and it's been depressing. But hopefully no no hopefully no announcer drinks here, boys. Because I'm nervous because if it's a jinx, it, it's all on us. 100 <laughs> percent
2: I think it's more on Andy. Oh blame Andy. Why not? Why not?
0: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> My burner is going to put you in the worst light ever, Andy. But I say with no further ado, let's get to this fucking Andy shit. Not you, Andy. And let's get to this fucking podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back. As you can tell, the energy is back. We have Xavier basketball to actually talk about, and who better talk about that with? When with the beat writer? Holy crap, words! Who better to talk about that with than the beat writer for the Cincinnati Enquirer, Adam Bob, who covers the team? Let's just keep it in there, cause screw it, cause I'm hype, dude. The energy's there. <laughs> the words might not be, but the energy's there. What are we thinking, boys? Are we ready?
1: Yeah, we're not. We're not here to like you know educate. We are. We're not here to be sound in, intellig- intelligent um they are who we
2: thought they were <laughs> that's don't why i'm this. here well i'm <laughs> just here so i don't get fined but other than that i do try to educate the listeners um i don't know about what but <laughs> well fashion tonight that jean you are rocking the hell out of that jean jack coop. thanks i got the brooks brothers white tee on you know i try a little he bit definitely
0: keeps coop definitely keeps us up on things uh Andy keeps us down on things for being honest and i what probably split the difference but that's okay it's down a bracket. bad andy It's a badge of honor, Andy. Uh, But I say without further ado, we get to this interview. I mean, Bomb, just the guy with the actual sources. We're just idiots. Uh, He's the guy with the sources. I say without further
2: ado, let's get into this conversation with Adam. Play the airplane noise.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that what that is? Yeah. It's
1: It's a 707. (laughs)
0: Okay, everyone, we've got a treat. It is time to start thinking about Xavier basketball again. Shake the rust off. Let's go. Uh, we've got Adam Baum from the Inquirer with us yet again, being gracious with his time. Baum, the beard is a sight for sore eyes. How are we doing?
4: It's good, man. I just got it trimmed not too long ago. It's uh, it's my trusty companion during these trying times.
0: Show off that you have something to trim, Baum. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> so let's just let's get right into it I appreciate you being gracious with your time I know you got a lot going on um, man I feel for you man this being your full-time job we do this for a couple hours a week and we've been scrounging for content um, where where's the pulse right now I, kind of, I listened to the press conference today um, kind of what are some of your insights now some of the big stuff sticking out
4: yeah I thought the one thing I really noticed was um, like you could tell by just listening and watching Travis how excited he was to just like be talking about basketball again. And, you know, one of the questions I asked him was about the excitement level of just being able to get back in the gym again and be around the guys. And, you know, I think this is such a weird situation. Like I was just watching Michigan state get rolled by Rutgers (laughs) and like they were coming off, they were coming off a 20 day pause, which is literally what Xavier's dealing with right now. So I think, like that excitement is going to go a long way for this team, but like, like you said, man, just the fact that that we're talking about hoops again, and, and there's a game on the horizon here in, in a for less than forty eight hours, like it's uh, it's good to be back.
2: <laughs> you say a game's on the horizon. Is that a pun relating to the Horizon League, since it's Butler? <laughs>
4: That, that's a good point. I like that. Um, no, yeah, you can connect those dots if you want to. But, yeah. Um, We're
0: picking up what you're putting down, <laughs> I read you. I read you, Bob. <laughs> so let's. I know you do. I know. So I listened to the I, to listen to the press conference today with Steele, and I think you are the one that asked the question about just like the energy. And I think that's something that this team's done a great job of. And I think that's a huge thing this season. It's keeping that energy level up of kind of that reuniting and getting back together. Um, is there a pulse of just how the team looks in practice? Like you, you mentioned, the rust factor as well. Uh, how does Steele feel about how the team looks right now?
4: Well, I listened to his uh, weekly radio show on Monday, and one of the things that, that came out of that was uh, he said that first practice back, they were terrible, like it just flat out full. And, and honestly, I think that's to be expected. Like you got guys – I don't know how much you followed this, but they got them stationary bikes. Like when they were quarantined, that's all they had at, at their disposal to, like, exercise – that sucks. Um, so you don't have a hoop to shoot on. You can't really leave. Um, So there's going to be rust. But like one of the things he mentioned with that was that they have a whole week to prepare for this game. So, yeah, there might be some rust. There might be some rhythm that they have to find again. But like they have had a week together to sort of figure this out and try to navigate it. And like you mentioned, the energy factor, like I think the fact that this team is still engaged and still energetic, they're still they're still a cohesive unit like that that's going to carry them through this because it's such a weird situation to to take 20 days off in the middle of the season and then try to play a basketball game, you know?
0: Absolutely. Tough terrain. And, uh, and I think there were some good things that stuck out and some things that I saw that I kind of wanted to get into. One of the biggest bright things, and and I mentioned this because it's a good thing. And uh, I heard that Kiki Tandy's looking really good back practicing. I think that's a positive sign for, you know, what has probably been a tough year for a kid that really hasn't probably had a lot of tough years in basketball for his career so far.
4: Uh, I think the thing with Kiki that's, that's a little bit like hard to put your finger on is, you look at last year to this year, last year was such a different scenario for him, such a different situation in that they, like, they needed him to go into the game and score. And that's not necessarily what they need from him this year. They need a little bit different. They need decision-making. They need him to make the right play, not just go in there and fill up the stat sheet. And I think that's been an adjustment for him because – you know, last year they had a shorter bench. They didn't have a lot of guys to go to. They didn't have a lot of outside firepower. Now they do. And and I think that's been the thing that sort of held him back is figuring out, hey, I have to change the way I play to fit the roster, to fit the other guys on that bench. And I think he struggled to, to sort of navigate that because you, you see him when he has gotten into games and it's like he can still do those kiki-tandy things that everyone's come to love about him. But when he does make a mental mistake or he doesn't make the right play, it's harder for him to be able to play through those mistakes because you got Adam Kunkel sitting over there on the bench. You got Dwan Odom over there. Now you got CJ Wilcher who's competing for minutes right. and is going to continue to get some. So I think it's a different situation for him this year. And he's having to learn how to adjust to that. And I think the fact that he is sticking with it yep. and he's giving that effort and practice That's a positive sign for me because honestly, you know, you watch the end of that Providence game when Colby hits that game winner and like there's no reaction from Kiki on the bench. Mm -hmm. And I think people saw that and and they started to hit the panic button like, man, I don't know if he's going to stick it through, stick it out. But I think the fact that, you know, he's giving effort and practice like he wants to be there. He wants to try to figure this out. That's a good sign for this team.
1: Which like the back to like you referenced his reaction or lack thereof, isn't that is that not just his personality? Like if Kiki hit that shot, he'd have the same reaction. <laughs> Why not? <are you> <laughs> yeah, I
4: think I think you're right. That that is kind of more his speed, more his lane. To just be stoic, almost like not a lot of reaction. But um, you know, for me, it's hard because like. It, back in my playing days like you know I think everyone's different and that's that's what's hard to watch that and to think like man how can you not get excited for your team and for your, your teammates and I think that's just a sign of a guy who, who at the time was struggling a little bit who's probably in his own head about the fact that you know a lot of people were looking at him to be a major contributing factor this year and he's kind of sputtered a little bit so I, you know, I think for a kid that's 19, 20 years old trying to figure that out, like, yeah. I. But I do think that your point has a lot of valid uh, – that's a valid point in my opinion. That is more his personality to just kind of sit there and <laughs> not explode like everyone else did. But
0: Not everyone's going to be an Andy Piccarillo. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, Andy could win a $5 right. scratch off and freak out. I feel like Kiki could win a million. He'd be
1: like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess yeah, I'll invest Andy,
4: it I'm glad to hear that that you're healthy, man, that, that you survived the plague.
1: I I did. It went it went right through my family. And it, the first couple of days were miserable, but I made it through. I just I just shows how built different I am. You <laughs> you exactly.
4: When I saw you dealing with that on Twitter, that was one of the first things that crossed my mind. I was like, COVID doesn't know what it's got. To come <laughs> be. you you invaded the wrong castle my friend
1: the wrong dump truck room
4: this
0: is a guy this guy blocked by kurt schilling this is a guy that gets in arguments with with ben ben 69 on twitter with two followers like you don't want to mess with this guy a guy that
2: paul scruggs quote tweets while andy's twitter name is abstinent andy piccarillo (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're a gem, my friend, you're an absolute gem. And then another guy that John
0: Rothstein would say to buy stock, spy stock. Now, speaking of stonks, everyone loves talking about stonks. Deontay miles, apparently oh, yeah. earning some big Xavier way points uh, steel talking about him. And that's kind of off the radar, especially since he was a little bit injured, like playing really well in practice. Like what, what's a little bit of the insight there.
4: Who got hurt before that road trip to Creighton. I mean, that's darn near a month that, that he was out and away from the team And I think you think about that from the standpoint, like everyone else just missed some time. This is a guy who's missed even more time than everyone else, hasn't been on the floor, hasn't been able to contribute. And he comes out this week, and Travis Steele said he's leading them in Xavier Waypoints. Like, that is not an easy thing to do with guys like Paul Scruggs and Zach Fremantle on the floor. So it's like, if if that's going to be what he can do, that's kind of going to be his presence going forward. You know, I still think he needs to beef up a little bit for the Big East and impact some more muscle onto that frame. But that's that's telling that, like, he's still engaged like that and he's giving that kind of performance and practice. Like, to, to come back after a month off and, and to have your head coach say that you're going to play against Butler in a big game, like, that's that sort of catches your attention, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on Saturday.
1: Elliot, I'm not, like, expecting a ton of minutes from him. Uh, but he's going to get he's going to get legitimate minutes and quality time, uh, and I think that's just not just good for this team here, but it's good for his sophomore, junior, sure. senior year. Uh, it's very promising that they think that highly of him, and he has that high of an upside. And he's still he's still bringing it in practice, even though he hasn't gotten much and game time.
4: Like he, the way that he can play, it fits Xavier's style perfectly because if you listen to that press conference today with coach Steele, like butler wants to slow it down they want to they want to drag it out and with a guy like deontay on the floor he allows you to play up tempo he allows you to stretch the floor in a way that most five men don't so I, i think that's part of the reason why i'm really intrigued to see what he can do on saturday because you're playing against a team that really wants to slow it down. And the more guys you can have on the floor that can speed it up and make Butler uncomfortable playing in that up tempo pace, like that, that could give them some fits getting out and running with him.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, and you mentioned it. Let's kind of get to the game a little bit. Uh, I do think this is kind of a tough game to come back to because this isn't, you know, a get up and go game for a team that, you know, has. You know, it's probably a little disorganized right now, and I'm, I'm anticipating some of the little things to be things that could kill us in a, in a team against Butler who's going to muck it up and slow it down. And to me, it's like turnovers, rebounding. A lot of the basics are going to be something that can kill you. Um, what, what are the thoughts going into the game, some of the points of emphasis right now?
4: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. Um, you know, a game like this, when you've been away from the court for so long, like those little things get amplified. So I think... Right priority number one is like, if your has to have effective possessions, they can't give, they can't have careless turnovers that, that lead to easy points for Butler. And these are sort of the same things you talk about in every big East game. But when it you think about the fact that this team hasn't been on the floor for almost three weeks in a game setting, like you need to take care of business and do those little things, because those are gonna be the things that keep you in the game and give you a chance to win. If you don't take care of the ball, if you don't rebound against Butler, if you don't sit down and defend, it's going to be a long day, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think a big key is uh, we got to make sure we're taking the we we got to we, we got to start off by getting great shots. Like after the last shutdown, we played Marquette, and I mean we didn't really like we hit a lot of threes, but it's because we were creating open threes with the inside game. We weren't coming out and just lighting it up immediately. Establishing the inside is going to be, I think, that's a huge, huge. The emphasis point to get at Deontay
0: miles baby Deontay let's go
4: <laughs> yeah, and the, the other thing I think about in a game like this is like how important it is to not like start poorly because I just feel like if there is some rust if there is a little bit of rhythm problems with your offense like you don't want to be playing from behind in those scenarios I think in a game like this it's going to be super important to try to get off to a good start and don't put yourself behind the eight ball early and get in a situation where you have to try to play catch up because that that can be a scenario. I think in, you know, when you think about everything that this team's had to deal with, that makes this game even more complicated, in my opinion.
1: It's, I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. I mean, Butler isn't they're not a, exactly a great team, but you they're a, a tough. Yeah. <laughs>
4: aren't you always nervous though dude like
1: <laughs> I, I mean you're not wrong i'm nervous about every single biggies game i was pacing the floor against st john's like an hour before the game i'll do the same against DePaul. paul yeah i can't i I'm still play them.
4: i still can't believe they won that game without making a three-pointer you think about this team this year and it, it's like they've broken a single game school record for three pointers against Oklahoma. They've won the East game without making a three pointer. Like that that's one of the intriguing things about this team to me is like the different ways that they've found to to win games. Like it's kind of fun, you know, I know that it's for you guys who are fans, but like going into games, you don't know you don't know which team's gonna show up. You don't know what it's gonna look like. And that's a little bit intriguing to me as a as a writer. So they're the epitome
0: of the roll blob podcast bomb. High ceiling, low floor. You know, it, it might be awesome. It might be terrible. I don't know. You, know you never know. You never know. <laughs> you, you never know. It's just like that GameStop stock, baby. It might be huge, might be terrible. I
1: couldn't tell you.
2: It could be really pulled insane. off the market That's at any time.
1: <laughs> You're dang right it will. As a CEO, I will pull that thing. See, like, Here's how many what teams can win, the game, win a game by running the make shots offense and the miss shots offense? Not many out right? there. Right?
4: Yeah, I think
1: they no, run the miss shots offense
4: yeah. just to throw them yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, keep them guessing, bro. The opposition, they don't know. That's what makes this team so dangerous. Like, are they going to make shots? Are they going to miss shots? What are you going to have to deal when you play the savior
0: team man that's <laughs> deep <wild>. that's deep <laughs> right hashtag <laughs> analysis and and, and bomb here's what interests me too with this schedule and you heard steel talk about it today it's like he's no mathematician but we've played five big east games it's the end of january getting to 20 is going to be a gargantuan task like is there anything on the table as far as like a non-con opponent squeezing a bunch of games in uh maybe do they have like a yeah, a gold number of like what they expect to play because you think about it right now too it's like the ncaa tournament is essentially xavier's to play out of at this point i mean yeah. you'd, you'd be hard to, hard pressed to keep him out of the field so it's interesting to see how the staff feels about the whole schedule deal
4: yeah it's uh it, it's kind of touch and go man I, I i listened to the the travis Steel radio show on monday and mario mercurio was on and one of the things he talked about was the fact that Earlier this week, the Big East gave Xavier the opportunity to play a non-conference game.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, they, they were looking at Tuesday to, to potentially play a non-conference game, and it didn't work out. I don't know that, that they found the right opponent or the right situation to take that on. But, you know, you mentioned, like, after this game on Saturday, there will be 13, 14 Big East games on their schedule that's not, it's not going to happen. Like they're not going to get them all in. And then when you top on, on top of that, like they could run into another interruption, their opponents could run into more problems. So I think that there, there will be opportunities down the stretch to possibly add some non-conference games. I think Xavier's going to be smart about it. Like, you know, they're not going to put themselves in in a bad situation. Um, But yeah, like to me, what's super interesting uh, about the rest of the season is you know, ordinarily, teams have like 30 or 32 opportunities during the regular season. I think Xavier realistically is probably looking at more like 20 games this year. Sure. And that means if you only have eight opportunities left the rest of the season, that makes each one of those games super important. Like it adds pressure to those games because if you stumble – Let's say you you know you go four and four over the next eight, and that's your your record at the like it just creates a little bit more pressure. I know Andy doesn't want any more pressure, but um, it's going to be interesting to see how they fill that schedule, and, and and you know how they handle that pressure because I just think that each opportunity is going to be super important the rest of the way, and you know we're going to find out what this team's made out of. I know Travis likes to say like. We're going to find out who wants to win, who wants to compete. And and that's sort of in this weird season where anything can really happen. That's what I'm most excited about, you know.
0: It's going to be fun, man. And then, too, I mean, this season could have gone a ton of different directions. You look at the EKU game. You look at the Bradley game. You look at two buzzer beaters. I mean, you look at the St. John's game with no threes. Like, this could have gone in a multitude of directions, and it really could, you know, we could be in a horrible position with the Bradley game, the EKU game, or, you know, a couple of balls could have bounced differently in the other direction, so, like you said, eight chances, and none of them are going to be easy, you know what I mean, especially that top seven. I mean, every game is difficult, but it's going to be an interesting, <laughs> it's going to be really crazy to see how this whole thing plays out, and, and like I said, Xavier seems like they're in a way to play themselves out of it, but it's it's going to be crazy, man. I think it's going to start with this Butler game. So, I want to talk about Zach Fremantle. Uh, he's had a ridiculous start to the season sputtered a little bit he's a sophomore uh, but i've seen him in the gold jersey i you know i wanted to see if uh you know how's how zach's doing or if there's any any vibe on our, our boy big frosty
4: yeah i you know i i think he's such a competitor like he's gonna figure it out and yeah. i think part of his issue has been something that i feel like we've talked about on this show before but for him it's like you watch him early in games And if a call doesn't go his way, if shots aren't falling early. Yeah, exactly. Andy, he, he almost takes himself out of it. And I think that that speaks to how much, how badly he wants it, but it also speaks to the fact that like, he's not going to give up trying to get there. And you know, the, the fact that he is still getting the gold Jersey is huge to me. Um, But like one of the things I'm looking for from him is, I need to see – I know, like, everyone wants to see him adjust when things aren't going his way. Like, I'd love to see a game from him where he gets off to a terrible start and he, like, gets the train back on the tracks and figures it out in the 40 minutes of that game. Like, we really haven't seen that yet from him. Like, you think back to the Oklahoma game, he starts that game seven for seven and he just dominates the entire game. Like – if he doesn't get off to a good start, it generally means he's not going to have a great game. And I think he's running into some issues here in the big East where he's going against some of the premier big men in the country. And, you know, a lot of times he's gotten beat up a little bit down there on the defensive end. And I think that has a negative effect on him is the fact that, Hey, these guys keep scoring against me. That kind of gets in his head a little bit, but, you know, I think one of the things that uh, that I'm really curious about is like, you just had all this time away. You've had time to think you've had time to like review your own film, review film on your opponents. Like what, how are you going to adjust now? Like, well, what are we going to see from you when you get back out here on the floor on Saturday? So Fremantle is such a huge part of this team. Um, and I think he knows that. And I just think he's such a competitor that he's not gonna, he's gonna figure it out because of that. So like I have I have full confidence that, that he's gonna bring it and he's gonna get this thing get this thing right, man. Because he's so damn good, dude.
1: And and that, that kind of like eases a little bit of my stresses because I've been I've been a little <laughs> bit worried about him. I, I think I made that pretty clear to some people that his defense has really concerned me. Like Nate Watson got everything he wanted, and yeah. Nate Watson same with the Theo John. Yeah, the, uh, and those are two of the best bigs in the Big East. that's that's, the, that's a tough task to begin with. Um, But it seemed like he just couldn't stop anything, and it slowly, slowly started eating at his head. So I'm really hoping he's able to use this time, like you said, and evaluate, uh, evaluate the tape and figure out, all right, How can I how can I be quicker? Where where are these guys gonna go so I can beat him to the the spot? Because he got beat really easily. And it's been
0: temperament at times too. I mean, because he's one of those guys that still always says like I'd rather have a guy I don't have to rev up than a guy that's a little too crazy. But I feel like it's been times where he's either like up here where he's banging the backboard and going ape shit and getting stupid technicals, which I think are dumb technicals on the refs' call for sure. But also too, I mean, there were some games though where he'd hit that what was it three four five game stretch or whatever he just wasn't himself. Where you would look at his face and it was just blank. You know, I mean, he, he did honestly just didn't look super engaged, didn't look like he wanted to be there, just didn't look like Zach Fremantle that was at the UConn game that's throwing his hands around and going crazy. Um, so I, I think that's part of the maturation, though, being a dependent upon guy for an entire season as opposed to last year, you know, being an eight-minute, you know, microwave off the bench. Um, but I think I think you're right. I think he's going to right the ship. And then to me, I think just the one steady presence has been Paul Scruggs. Maybe if you can just talk to how good he's been and how steady he's been for this team because it's been, Nate Johnson's been great and everyone's been great, but Paul Scruggs is been steady Eddie the entire season
4: yeah man i I'm really impressed by sort of what he's been able to do and where he's come from in his career and you know I think back to like the last two years and a lot of times like Paul would have really good games and then he would have games where you're like what's he doing out there yeah man and he's so good and he's so reliable this year to me Xavier, when the, 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 the best games that they've played this year have been the games when Paul Scruggs has been in like complete control. Oh, yeah. And I think like Oklahoma, Marquette, the shootout, like he he understands what the right plays are. He understands. And, and I think the biggest thing about Scruggs this year that you can see, I think he's 15th in the country in assists per game or something like that. Like he trusts his team. And, and that's huge because when your best player trusts everyone on the floor, like that's going to have a positive ripple effect on the rest of the team. I think sometimes though, recently he's disappeared a little bit. And I, I think part of that has been, um, you know, just kind of the, the lack of rhythm that they've had in terms of playing consistent, consistent games. Like when they started the season and they were playing consistently – he just got better and better game after game after game. Then they hit that break. He comes back, plays a great game against Marquette. And then from there, it's been a little bit up and down with him. And I one of the things Steele talks about with him a lot is when you watch him dribble too much, it's generally not a good thing. And I think when, like when Paul is off the ball, when they've got him playing point guard, yeah, he can do it and he's efficient and, and he's proven that but I don't think that's his best position. I think he's better off the ball. Let him move around a little bit and let him get into the defense. Uh, Oh yeah. The way that he break down a defense and penetrate and get into the paint. Like that, that just, I know Andy's a high level basketball coach. Like he knows all too well that when the opposition can get into the paint and break your defense down, like that is incredibly hard to deal with. And that's one of the things I think Paul Scruggs does best. So I'm looking for him to get back to that on Saturday. He's an Indiana boy. He's going home. Um, he's going to be in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Like, I think this is a prime opportunity for him to take over a basketball game. It's been three weeks since they've played one. Paul, this is probably that, you know, I, I hate to, to put a damper on the conversation, but this might be the last game. We'll know the NCAA tournaments in Indy, but I was going to say this could be the last game he gets to play in college in his hometown. So that probably won't be the case. I think Xavier's a tournament team, but you know, I'd like to see him go out with a bang in Indy. So looking forward to, to what Paul can do on Saturday. He's just too darn good, man.
1: Especially with the fact that uh, Butler has their backcourt is really young. He's got, and he's one of the most talented guards in the Big East, and he's one of the most experienced. So him bleeding him with his play and his mind, I think that's. I, I think Butler should be scared as hell to see Paul Scruggs on the other side. And I'm really excited to see what he can do, especially um, you talked about how he can facilitate and he trusts his teammates. And I immediately thought about that um, Colby shot. Paul yep. Scruggs didn't force wow, it yep. um, with, with, with the time running out. He found a freshman who was wide open, a freshman who has hit 1-3 all year. and But he was open, had a better shot. Paul trusted him. You said it perfectly.
4: Trust, man. Goes a long way on a basketball court.
0: That's a great storyline I forgot about with, with Paul. This kind of feels like when Trey would go back to Butler. And I remember Trey's senior year, how he went out with the, you know, the, the finger up in overtime at <laughs> the big shot. So we'll see if Paul Scruggs can add to the uh, the Muskies, you know, making friends out of the Butler Bulldogs as always, especially that fan base. They love us over there.
4: Uh, <laughs> they do. You guys got a nice little back and forth. Yeah. <laughs>
2: synergy you know yeah we you know we can uh reply to butler's final score tweet with pictures of paul scruggs (laughs) adam i don't know if you're into the burner account game but if you have one i mean feel free we'll dm you the link
4: (laughs) well i know jason's jason could probably hook me up but i was gonna say like one of my favorite things on twitter is uh is when like i see all you guys respond to to people's tweets with just like pictures of and things like that like it makes me laugh all the time i, I love it, i love it when you guys do that so never never stop that
0: <laughs> try to make your job less boring I'll, I'll I'll make the uh the burner uh nervous andy piccarillo and i'll give you the the password for that oh, that's uh, perfect and, yes. yeah
2: i, I got it i don't I think I, I don't think that would differ too much from his just normal yeah. account <laughs> right. i think it'd pretty much be the same one <laughs> percent more nervous andy piccarillo yeah something like that <laughs> hard to get more nervous I, than normal I, I do have a question so um, you talked yeah. about Travis Steele being, you know, excited and happy that they're finally, knock on wood, going to play basketball. Um, and how how happy and excited are you as a writer now that there's actually going to be a game to cover? Because on the side, I cover Ohio State football and kind of went through the same situation where it was in the Big Ten's case, just cancellations, no postponements, so there wasn't much to really. Write about so it's just struggling to come up with content. Um, how much better is that going to be for you once there's actual game situations and things to talk about rather than, I mean, just fishing for stuff. I don't <laughs> want know. To I don't know to say you were. That's what I was doing. I was just trying to come Double up jump. with something. Yeah, my fault. No, that's, my fault.
4: That, that's a good question, man. It's it's honestly like I'm excited and. It's one of those things where it's been super weird because under, under a normal season, as you know, covering Ohio State football, like there's never a shortage of things to write about, and there has been this year. Like it's been really hard, man. I've, uh, you know, I've I've gone back and forth on like, sh- should I reach out to former players and try to do stuff like that? I've actually, you know, I decided against doing that. What I've been doing is, um, and, and, you know, you guys are getting a little bit of this, a- here, so buckle up, man. This is exciting. Um, I decided that because this is such a unique season, and it's like there will probably never be another season like this in the history of college basketball. I thought maybe there's an opportunity to document it in a really cool way. So what I'm doing is, you know, I. I save all my interviews. I have them transcribed in, you know, Evernote, this program that lets me store everything in a nice, neat way. And I'm going to do like a big story about this whole season. I've been working on it for the last couple of weeks and, you know, there's going to be interviews with, with Travis Steele, with his wife, with Mario, with Dave Fluker, with Matt Jennings, with Greg Christopher, like, and it's just going to be like sort of this running Running timeline of events and like how weird it was to try to navigate all this and all the curveballs, all the ups and downs. So, but, but that's a good question, you know, because it's like I, I got into this because I love like covering sports and, and writing stories. And I really haven't been able to do that as much as I would like to. So the fact that they're going to play a game on Saturday, like, you know, I've got, I've got angles and storylines on <laughs> my head, man. We'll see what happens. Perfect.
0: I bet you're Absolutely. as hyped as anybody. I bet bombs as hype as steel on this one. Let's go. I am, Finally something I to am. actually talk about. And I'm I glad you got to that. You know, I was gonna ask what you were excited about, what you had coming through the pipeline. That sounds super exciting. And I can't wait to see Travis Andrew Steele next to Absent Andy Picarillo in the same video. <laughs> Cr- cranking out some content. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah,
4: I don't I don't know when that when that story will be finished. Um, you know, it's probably gonna take me a lot of time, it'll probably be after the season, but, um, it's, it's cool. And it's like, you know, there's, it's, it's a little bit daunting to take on like big stuff like that stuff. That's going to require a lot of time and a lot of effort, but also like, those are, those are the ones that are probably the most rewarding because when they're said and done, like people will be able to tell that a lot of effort was put into it. So I'm excited about it.
0: You can tell, you can absolutely tell with your articles, like a lot of love and care going into it.
4: Well, what do you what guys was that? got in the pipeline? What do you guys got in the pipeline? I <laughs> know oh, you got some exciting interviews lined up with way more interesting than me.
0: A bunch of shenanigans. Well, believe it or not, Adam Baum, I am actually the GM of Xavier TBT. So we've been talking to Rick Carter and getting that whole deal done. Um, okay. It's actually pretty official. Yeah, it's actually pretty official. So we've been doing some some, some, uh, some recruiting and hitting the trail and all that kind of fun stuff. So we've, we've been doing a lot about that. Um, we're
4: trying to get so like you- – you just became one of my sources, so <laughs>
0: I was gonna I was gonna say a shameless plug. If you need to talk to the GM, I could get you. I can get you in touch with them.
4: <laughs> well, you know, when when you start to get some some names signed and contracts in place with former mm-hmm. players, you know, you just send those my way, and I'll let the people, the good people, know
0: will do. We've got a we've got a few and I can talk to you about that about that offline. I think some ones people are gonna really, really like. So nice. uh, That's fun, it, man. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting. I think it's gonna be a cool, a cool thing for the fans that have had, you know, so a tough, tough it's stretch. Uh,
4: Rick Carter's coaching and like will he have other guys helping him and stuff like that or
0: Rick Carter's coaching. He's talking to a former assistant, Book Richardson, as well, who's at Arizona, <laughs> about being involved, which which would get a lot of the older guys probably more involved. You're talking about more of the, the Sean Miller-era guys. And, and if not, it'll probably be more of, like, Chris Mack-era yeah. guys. Um, yeah. But uh, but I will say Rick Carter did recruit J.P. McCura, and he told me that he's uh, – he thinks he's landed a commitment again. So uh, per source. that, that'll, that'll be my little teaser uh, per, source. per per source uh, for, for multiple sources. Uh, you know, it's official. Well, you're, when You're, you're per a source. perfect
4: example on the roll blob pod to, to break that news when it happens, you, you line up a, a zoom with JP Makura and, and look, you know, that that's content. People would love that right there.
1: Uh, you get him to put on the hat, the TVT hat and Oh yeah. Cool. Make it a big show.
0: But I, I appreciate it a lot. I appreciate your time. I know we went a few minutes over, but Adam Baum with the inquire pay, pay your dollar. I mean, do the, do this man. Like the content is worth way more than that, especially with, with how tough a year it is in a landscape. I mean, putting out great content this year, Adam's been, been crazy with, with everything you've had to work with. So we've really, really appreciated that.
4: Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for having me on as usual. Um, I, I do have a like, do you know when the, the TBT will be yet? Do they have a, a date settled?
0: Yeah. Um, it's going to be Columbus. We're looking at late June, uh, pretty much right after the NBA finals. So, nice. uh, that's what we're looking at, man. And, uh, it, it's fun, man. It, it's actually like pretty, pretty damn official at this point. Um, we've been talking to the official TBT guys and, and things look really, really good. We've got pretty much a starting five at this point, And a lot of them are catalysts that I think are, you know, I think, I think we're in pretty good shape. So, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm excited and, for more like, you know, for like official stuff to break. Um, Rick's been talking with the staff about kind of getting their sale of approval, maybe doing a little training camp at CentOS, that kind of stuff. So um, it's preliminary still, but it's starting. Uh, how are
4: the how are the GM salary negotiations coming on? Are you, are you, <laughs> like, are you getting a chunk uh, of the pie when they win this thing?
0: yeah i mean rick, me and rick got to talking about it and I, here's the thing i just wanted to get it going because i thought it was just exciting and i thought that all that needed to happen was the right parties to get in touch because i know the past like three years tbt wanted to do it and they just couldn't find someone to get the job done as far as just doing the paperwork like the players don't want to do that shit you know what i mean like d davis yeah. tried to get it matt neighbor tried to get it going and they just didn't want to be behind the scenes doing the paperwork and all that crap and i've been a lifelong Xavier fan i was just like i know the interest is there like i know we have a perfect player network as far as like guys that are almost nba level but like really 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 good basketball players you know um I, I knew it was there i knew it was perfect for a team like xavier and pretty much just got the right people talking i got jp and rick going at it one night and uh got rick on a zoom call and i was like dude let's do this thing and, and he was like you know jp's in let's go you know? So I was like, let's run this thing. And then, you know, TBT, you know, I started that stupid Twitter account and pretty much tweeted it into existence, got a bunch of excitement going. And then the TBT guys, I see official check marks in my DMS on that stupid thing. And they're like, so do you guys like have something working here? We'd love to talk. And then they get me and Rick on a zoom call. They're like, you guys are in, if you guys can get a roster together. And then, uh, we're like, bet we're getting a roster together. So, (laughs) so I think things look really good now. And, um, I really like where where we're headed right now and, and it's who we've exciting, man.
4: I'll I'll, uh, I'll be, leave you with this and you know I know it, it's it a lot probably still needs to happen and need sure. to in place but like when it does I think it would be a great feature article like the birth of the Xavier TBT team so yeah be honored to write it so we we can make that happen man
0: i'd love that i'd love to give you some exclusive content and uh and i i think it'd be really cool i think it'd be a cool thing for the fans to have and also for the alumni to have it's kind of just like a like an every year like a kind of an alumni like a reunion kind of deal you know where you have that extended xavier network because i do think that this school i'm sure every school says this but i do feel like this school has more of a family feel than most you know and i think that's one thing that makes it so strong is the alumni network so i think it'd be a really cool thing to come back to you each year and just kind of be like oh wow they got you know so, so-and-so to play, and, and all these guys that we loved watching forever. And uh, and I think it could be a really cool thing for the fan base and for the university and for the players. So I think it would be really cool, and, and I'd love to talk about it more as, as more comes through, but uh, I, I appreciate that.
4: Hey, man, you know how to get a hold of me.
0: <laughs> You're not tough you know, to get in touch 90, with. Ninety
4: ninety 90 different Twitter accounts, and I know <laughs> all of them. So you just you send me some DMs, dude. We'll make it happen.
2: you'll we'll the man have the an Anxious Andy account.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need to make like a Andy's ego account. Like in like an Andy because Andy's naturally nervous. We need like a like a uh what's the word I'm looking for? Just like a I'm, like a Andy. like a swagger Andy, like Andy Swagger. You know, something along those lines. Uh, Just
4: Andy's alter ego. Yeah, like, Andy's alter ego. Yeah, there we go. Everyone everyone's used to nervous Andy, but there's also <laughs> this this like very <laughs> Yes. this uber confident andy out there just waiting to be unleashed
0: the profile picture is jimmy dykes doing his conor mcgregor walk with andy on the face <laughs> we'll, make that
4: happen. we'll make it yeah
0: we got people behind right, the scenes boys. adam appreciate your time as always man hope you have a great one yeah. appreciate you taking your time and, and talking to every hoops and we can't wait to have some real content, some real games to talk about baby
4: likewise man i'll be back boys thanks for having me appreciate you as always
0: Oh my goodness, he was not joking around. Adam Bomb, per usual, giving us what we don't deserve, and that is an insider <laughs> that
1: actually knows. What any else any going information on. and legitimate basketball conversation.
0: Isn't that crazy? Because like my whole childhood, I grew up just like wanting more information, wanting more information, and now we just have like bomb like, at the tip of our fingers, like whenever the fuck we want him. And he's way too gracious with us, and we just can be little fanboys and just ask like insider questions about the program we love. It's fucking insane if you think about it.
1: Oh, how the turntables. Look, I made it, mom. <laughs> we Take are, that, doubters.
0: We are literally Wall Street bets just turning everything on its head. The little guy is winning right now. What a year to be alive, boys. We are taking down Wall Street. We're taking down uh, the institutions, and we are out here with the power. Coop had an amazing content idea that I thought was great. So Xavier's last basketball game, and Coop, if you want to steal the show here, by all means, steal the show. Xavier's last game was on January 10th of 2021, which feels like an eternity ago. It was. And there's a lot of things that have happened since then. So we compiled a little list of things that have happened since Xavier's last basketball game. If you want to get started, Coop, I love this idea.
2: For sure. So here we are. It's the 28th of January when we record this. The day after Xavier last played was the national championship game between Ohio State and Alabama. That seems like forever ago. So we had no college football national champion the last time Xavier played. And more importantly, we had a different president last time Xavier played. So the Trump administration is no longer in power. Now there's a new administration, and Xavier is unbeaten under the Biden administration. They haven't played, but they also have not lost. Big Jimmy Carter vibes. We'll we'll see. They are in Indiana, um, a red state, but we'll see how the Musketeers play. Um, with the pressure of having to play under a new administration. I'm looking forward to it. I think that, Big story that's line. something I not a people that are talking about. it I should have asked Adam that and maybe yep. maybe I can tweet him or something, but I think I don't know, I'd be curious to see what uh you know, how that plays out. It's got to play some role. Oh, no question. I think it's
0: I think it's a storyline that people are honestly scared to talk about Coop and I respect you for bringing bringing light to that
2: that issue.
1: Oh, that was a brave thing I you think, just did.
2: If anyone could cover it, maybe Marcus Walters. If anyone can, it's it's the, the yeah, dark night.
1: Do we do we have like, we, we gotta find some some other connections? Like we haven't spoken to him since the interview. Um so Oh you haven't
2: talked to Marcus since then?
1: We, we, have, we haven't, we haven't uh, spoken to him one on one or really had any conversation uh, okay. other than uh, liking his tweets.
0: I heard he had an exclusive inter- yeah. interview lined up with nervous Andy Picarello. Uh so I, I don't know, you know, de- details to come there. My favorite thing that's happened, sorry Andy, it, my favorite thing to happen on this list here is that the Picarillos not only got COVID but have already gotten it and recovered from COVID <laughs> since the last time Xavier played.
1: It's already, into, it's already run its whole course. <laughs> the the, the Picarillos got COVID last like right around the um, day of the last game and then are now temporarily immune. The whole family's immune. Before we play again. You, you know, they're just
0: walking around licking doorknobs and just going crazy in the pick oh, yeah, just, household.
1: Uh, walking walk around, breathing in everybody's face. Like, I don't have it. I can't
0: can you have call, it. Can you call Coach Steele and tell him your secret? Because, like, if they were the pick household, I mean, they, they'd been on the court in, like, four four days.
1: Uh, the secret is, let me they tell you. quit it.
0: Let's go. <laughs> What's the secret, Andy?
1: So the secret to beating COVID is just knowing that you are much bigger than this stupid ass virus. Like, I'm, I'm a big man. Big man. You're huge. <laughs> and I just, like, I just, i like, all right. The, the COVID got the first punch. The first day I was down, I was horizontal, body pulsating, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Some
0: people like that. Robbing.
1: <laughs> Woke up and pulls a sweat a couple times. Nice. And, but you know what? I looked it in the eye. I looked right at that virus and said, <laughs> you know, one day I'm going to make you my bitch. Day three, I got all my own in there. <laughs> Daddy's home. A so it's all mentality that.
0: thing. Speaking of COVID, uh, why don't you talk to the numbers here, Coop? We've got
2: quite a few vaccines mm-hmm. uh, that have gone out in the meantime here. <laughs> yeah, so we have. So since Xavier's last basketball game, that has given the chance for 370,000 Ohioans to get vaccinated. Or microchipped, however you want to look at it, but 370,000, A lot of sheep, 000, Coop, nonetheless, a lot of sheep. A lot of sheep, you can hear the bass, <laughs> which is just them saying the initials of Broken Anchor. But 370,000 Ohioans, just since then, just since the 10th, have been vaccinated.
0: Nice plug. There was also a certain guy with a beard playing in Houston. Adam Baum? <laughs> No, not that guy with a the beard. There's, I mean, I guess I should have narrowed it down. There are quite a few people with beards on the planet. Uh, James Harden was in a red uniform. Now he's in a black and white uniform. That's a big change. And he also uh, lost
1: like forty-five pounds. It looked
2: like just on the flight from <laughs> Houston to Brooklyn.
1: <laughs> what was that? What was that airline doing to him?
2: Everything's bigger in Texas, guys. Everyone knows
0: that. Well, well, I'm going. Point.
1: I'm going to Texas. And then and you're already a big man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, you don't need to add any weight Andy. Let's be real about this. And then Wall Street Bets, for example, you know, they have caught on as of late. And let's just look at this GameStop stock here for a quick second. It was sharing at a cool $19 a share on January 10th. I'm pulling this up right now. It is currently trading at $311 a share. Just absolutely wild times. Dogecoin doing something similar right now. Six cents
2: today on January 10th, not even a cent. <laughs> you see all these stocks starting to do really well. And you really have to think come Monday when the market's open or with the crypto stuff immediately following tip off, how is Xavier Basketball going to affect the stock market? I think, I think those it- are the questions we have to ask.
1: I mean, uh, you do. We know that uh, um, since the like since the uh, <laughs> shutdown, words happened. Andy, you knew how
2: to since talk Xavier last time Xavier played.
0: played.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <But> since <laughs> Xavier last played. He's
0: like George W. Bush. You're
1: rooting for him so bad. You're like, come on, you can do it.
0: <laughs> There's an
2: old saying in <laughs>
0: Tennessee. When, I bet it's in Texas. Sometimes, I don't know. It's probably in Texas.
1: <laughs> uh, the cap industry <laughs> stock has risen
0: 69%. Nice. That's big kind. time. We can get on but that is big fucking time. I can tell you that Mick Cronin approves of that. And then also too, shouts to our boy Pat Capel. The Browns are still
2: in the playoffs the last time that we uh
0: last time we saw Xavier play basketball.
2: And as were the Steelers, in all fairness, for I don't know, a few more hours. Good call. Good good call. Yeah, rough rough day and for and rough day to be a Steelers. <laughs> Bengals
1: were not. I just wanted to throw it out there. Like,
0: there are also you know, a couple quarterbacks that were more comfortable with their position as well.
1: Yes, um, Matt Stafford was on a team.
0: Matt Stafford was on a team. Deshaun Watson was at least, you know, more cemented into that Houston Texans franchise. Quite um, a few Texas things
1: didn't have date. a coach.
0: That's a thing. <laughs> it's also <laughs> a thing. Good call, Andy. Well, boys, is there anything else you guys want to talk about on this podcast? I just kind of want to just watch the Stonks climb and uh, just get hyped about Xavier basketball. I don't want you guys.
1: Well, um, I must say that Andy is up three hundred dollars in gambling. Since like total or,
0: oh, well. or, or last time Xavier played?
1: Since since uh, last time Xavier played.
0: What about like net? Like since you started gambling, which was when? Like the end of last month?
1: Um, so I restarted is, gambling uh, about lo- a little old. over a month ago.
0: How, what's like your net profit or, or loss so far? How, how's Andy Piccarillo doing?
1: Um, it's My net loss uh, – no, it's it's actually a profit at this point. Nice. So I'm up $100 total.
0: And that's with the $11 that you started with from the Roblob?
1: Well, no, I, I actually have not deposited that yet. I'm okay, saving good. that for a big day. I was going to say, I don't remember talking
0: about that. I thought that was going to be a team decision.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no, I I can't, I cannot, like, we're, we're all in that one together. We got to spend Dude, that as a group. if we
0: had thrown that into GameStop.
2: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Roblox would <will> be thriving.
1: <laughs>
0: we fucked up still not too late to throw it into Dogecoin now that would actually be kind of funny we should actually tweet that out with roll like on roll like what should we do with our thirty three dollars uh because we could turn that into some serious chunk of change with some AMC with some Dogecoin maybe let the people decide I don't know See, if like, we trust the people enough
1: I kind of want to point that out like, it's been on four podcasts in a row where we start talking about stocks are we a stock podcast now a stock we're cast, a finance you
0: podcast will? yeah I think I think I it's like th- I think it's time to check that check mark.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think we're officially mm-hmm. a stock cast.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. It's, seen... it's a blob market. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen these things where you can like they've they've like split like items into like stocks or like old video games or whatever, like you can purchase them like stocks or whatever. They need to do that with podcasts because I would invest all of our thirty three dollars right back into the roll Bob podcast.
1: <laughs> I buy stock now, never sell it. <laughs> We are here Hold to it. stay.
0: Could you Sweet imagine? 69. Now, if that was the case, people could actually invest in the robot podcast. I don't know if I would ever stop recording. <laughs> I might just record until I fucking die. Just do like a telethon and just run it all <laughs> the way to the, the ground we release it, where though. it doesn't even make sense. For the culture. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I have nothing else, guys. I'm going to quickly host with you. Anything else you guys have to leave with the people before we let them fucking go and watch their money pile up?
2: We're back, baby. Um. We're back. If uh Xavier does not play on Saturday, we did not jinx it. Um and
1: well right, so maybe Andy
2: the, did, but I Cap and i are not responsible.
1: that we did not jinx it. It is not our fault. Um so it's not our don't fault. Say, Andy's fault. Please don't say yeah. mean things. I don't like when mean things are said about me. and also
0: just don't be an adult that believes in jinxes. Like I mean you can be funny and joke about believing in jinxes unless it's a it's a field goal or a free throw. That's it. Those are real jinxes. Yeah. Those are real jinxes. But other than that, just don't be an adult that believes in jinxes, and you know, buy some Dogecoin.
1: There you go with the stonks. again. But believe in high jinx <laughs> and keep Can't this. Can't leave it out.
0: Can't do. It. It's gonna be like it's like the stonk of me talking about stonks is just rising like crazy. It's gonna get to the point where you guys are gonna have to boot me off this podcast. Like in a month, I'm just gonna be unbearable. <laughs>
2: You're going to turn into the guy from the meme, the white-faced I exactly. Know, mannequin. Exactly. We're going to turn this into like there's going to be ticker symbols underneath. Like it's just going to be absolutely crazy.
3: <laughs>
2: we can make it happen.
0: It's going to be absolutely crazy. And, dude, this could be a good segment actually. If college basketball programs were stonks, where would you invest your money? And if you didn't pull your money in UC a year ago, big old wolves, uh, not good. But I'm, I'm down for a stonk cast. I mean everyone's talking about stonks. I'm here mm-hmm. for that you know. next week. I mean, let's, let's get into it.
2: Long-term, short-term, day trading. Yeah, yeah
0: day trading plays. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
2: I'd like day trade Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. I mean, I might never But there's also those stonks, Coop, that you just fall in love with. Like, I think I might have just fallen in love with Oklahoma, and it might just hurt me too much to completely sell off all my OU stocks.
2: I know what you mean. That's where you get in trouble, though.
0: That is. You can't fall in love. It's like fancy football, man. You, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta, you gotta play with your brain, bro. The heart, Andy, I'm sure as you know. The heart will burn you. Can't trust
2: the old ski. But if your heart does burn you, get Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Lorraine! Lorraine.
0: <laughs> I'm crowning, baby! All right, let's get the fuck out of here, boys. It was a great podcast. Stonk units, stonk units, stonk units. Bye, bye, bye. Diamond hands, let's fucking go. Have a great week, everybody. Weekend stuff, things. Let's go. Blah, blah, jack